All right, I'm back. Hey, Megan, if you're still there, go ahead and just give me a thumbs up or something so I know that you can hear me. I'm here. Can you hear me? No. Hey, Shafir, are you there? Yeah. There you um, go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me all right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's fine, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it did this on Monday, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, maybe uh, there must be an issue with the um, calling system. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it could be. And I'm not using the app. I use the web service because I have my, my studio mics and everything hooked up. So, Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, maybe, it, yeah, that's why. Could be that. Everybody's joining back in now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean I, I found the discussion quite interesting. But with the shootings, I, I followed the news, um, and it's quite tragic. Um, I think, like, these people, they, mu they, they probably have some psychological issue. Yeah. Other than that, it's hard to explain. No, I, I agree with you. I think that there there is something wrong there. But the trend I'm noticing is, is it's kids. Yeah. You know, they're they're under 21. It, it's we've only had uh, one or two shooters in the past few years that have been over 21. You know, most of these kids, they're kids shooting up schools or now this one was a kid shooting up a Walmart. Um I, you know, I sometimes wonder, is, is there more to the story and we're just not being told? Because, you know, there's there's some of the things that, that I agree with and like state secrets and government things. You don't always want to tell everybody everything because a lot of people can't handle certain things. So, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, Byron just said, the psychotropic drugs and things, you know, that we know that that's part of one thing. You know, but does it go deeper than that? Because we went a period of time, there was no mass shootings. You know, I went mm. to school in the 90s. Um, I didn't ever have to worry about that. We had gang issues, you know, gangs were the one thing. But, uh, yeah. hey, Byron, um, uh, you know, so, you know, so these are just some of the things that, things that we know we from, from past that, that it just didn't happen. You know, well, I don't think it's just psychotropic. I think it's, it's got a lot to do with, I mean, look how often this crap's came about since Columbine. Since exactly. Columbine. Since Columbine's happened, it seems like all this crap has just done nothing more than just get keep, been, keep getting publicized more and more in the news and all that. I mean, you're putting this crap out here, I mean... Regardless of the kids are on psychotropics or not, I mean, the only thing you keep doing is just feeding into this whole thing is like, oh, well, they're going to know my name. They're going to know my name. They're going to know my name and all this crap. 
not saying it's necessarily just that, but at the same time, I mean, you keep putting this crap out here for these kids to see of their name keeps getting publicized and all that stuff. I mean, not saying why would they do it, but if they're wanting to commit suicide or they're not, they don't care about their life and all that stuff. All you keep doing is just publicizing it. Why yeah, publicize yeah. something so negative? Yeah. You know, and I, that's why I think that social media has something to do with that. Um, I apologize. I didn't mean exactly. to cut you off, Shafir. What were you saying, Shafir? Uh, no, no, it's fine. So I was just saying that, uh, like, some of them, they do want to be famous, right? I mean, given now YouTube and all that, like, people really want to be um, out there, you know. But I'm not saying, like, this is the only uh, the method they, you know. Are you there? Did he leave? Uh, no, he's there, but... Yep, see, and he dropped... There is something going on with Ch- uh, CastBox tonight, but... Yeah, it's, it's what happened to me a while ago. Um, so Pradeep was just asking... I love Pradeep. He's always got comments and everything. Um, he asked about my person... Hey, listening to y'all. I mean, I, I had to say I, I love this. I mean, it's one of my favorite podcasts I've listened to on here so far through CastBox. Oh, I appreciate that. I just, you know, I just got started and it was just, if I felt a certain way about politics, uh, you know, in current topics, then there had to be other people that did too, you know? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm glad y'all are open. No, not one side or the other. I mean, that's the way I am. I'm like, I was talking about that racist thing. I mean, no matter how you look at it, you got assholes on this side, you got assholes on this side. No matter what color, race, uh, political side you stand on or not. I mean, you're going to have assholes on either side. Oh, yeah. Um, but just to, uh, you know, Pradeep was just asking about my personal solution for shootings. Our first step, um, and I'm pro-gun, my parents are pro-gun, my family's military and law enforcement, and we all agree on one single thing. And that is, we have to close the loophole on private gun sales. Cause here's the thing. And people don't talk about this, that the ATF, the alcohol, tobacco and firearm division that regulates gun sales in the United States will not under any circumstances transfer ownership of a weapon. So if, if Byron, you sold me a shotgun or a hand or a handgun and I bought it from you for cash, I don't have to go in and have that, resubmitted so now i have a gun that's in your name that i have and if i sell it to somebody else or it's stolen from me there's no track track or a, you know tracer put on that and these people are obtaining firearms not in a normal way for the most part they're taking they're stolen they take them from parents they're buying them on you know cash on the side that's where we are with these mass shootings this is just the first step yeah you know? i mean I- that's the way it is here. I can go up to the flea market and I can buy a rifle or a shotgun and stuff like that. And it's nothing more than a transfer of money. And I, I see that. I see that side of people talking about handgun. Well, guns need to be regulated in general. I, I can understand that. But at the same time, there's no need for them to step in and take away our fucking second constitution. Yeah. I mean, 
we have a right to bear arms to protect ourselves. But at the same time, I think it does need to be regulated in a sense that there has to be a document of that transfer of a gun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's basic common sense. You know, when they talk about common sense gun regulation, that's how I see it. You know, their common sense is take it all away. And that's not the answer. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. I mean, that whole second constitutional was to be able not just a right to protect yourself, but also the right to protect yourself during tyranny if the government steps in. Yeah. Um, Pradeep was just saying there could be laws on how to store and preserve it so kids can't steal a gun. And there actually is. There there are state laws that regulate how they have to be stored, like in a safe or in a, a box that has a handprint. Um, you know, we were brought up that we knew where they were, but we weren't allowed to touch them. You know, my parents explained to us what it would do, you know. Um, but so that there's a lot of of accountability on parents because parents this oh. is where we are today, is that I don't want to, we won't tell little Johnny about this because we want to spare his feelings and we don't want him to be scared. Now look at us. We're going through a time in society where we stopped talking, we stopped showing, we stopped interacting. And that's why there's so many issues going on today. Well, there should also be a whole thing of where a kid should not know where you store your gun. I mean, it's not a whole thing of a kid should be able to also protect you and your household, but you should be able to protect your kids. Don't put the don't put the gun up on the damn shelf next to the cookies. Oh well, yeah, you don't know where it is, but you need to you need to put that up in a place. I mean, I'm for the whole you know having a, a lock on the guns and stuff like that. But at the same time, I mean, if somebody breaks into your house and everything, you shouldn't have to go through four or five steps to get your gun out and, sure. and all that stuff. You know, I mean, don't tell your kids where you had the gun at. See, and I disagree with that because kid, the nature of children, they're inquisitive. And we used to get into my parents' stuff all the time as kids. You know, we got into the closet and played in boxes and it's like, ooh, what's this, you know? That's why we have the accidental shootings, right? Well, I've also, my, um, my oldest daughter and actually my middle daughter, my oldest daughter is 12 years old. My middle daughter is about to turn eight. And I've showed them how to use a gun and stuff like that and everything, you know. And I also told them, I mean, you know, I mean, this goes no further than to be able to, I mean, if something happens and somebody's breaking in and you see them before I do, you know, I mean, here's how to use the gun. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want them to know exactly, you know, I mean, I don't know, I guess it's kind of contradictory, but I mean, I want them to know how to use a gun, but at the same time, I don't want them to be able to take the gun without permission. Oh, absolutely. But see, that that's that's education. That's where the parent's job is with their child. So 
you know, if that works for you and your family, that's great. You know, and generally you're never going to have a problem. Right. But you, you've but got these. It's not going to be a problem. I mean, you can't yeah. say that there's not going to be one, but you don't, like I said, it's kind of contradictory, but I mean, I want them now to use a gun, but I don't want them to, to fall in those steps of seeing this crap on damn TV and news and all that stuff where they think, oh, okay, the only way I can take care of a bully is to take a gun to school. Right, exactly. Monday, when I, when I did a, a live show, um, I was, was talking about this, and I got a comment in the chat, and it said that he is – 14 years old and he carries a gun with him everywhere he goes. And before I could even report it, he's gone. You know, these are the things that if you see something, you say something, there's something wrong with a 14 year old child carrying a handgun. There, there's your first clue right there. He may know everything about it, but huh? He shouldn't be carrying a handgun. No. First of all, it's illegal. Two, it's unsafe for himself and others. He may know everything about it, right? And he may be one I trust probably more than my next door neighbor, you know, for all you know. But it's that there's a there's a time and place in everybody's life for what you're able to do, carry and whatnot. But it's like he's on here and he's open about it. And I'm thinking, my God, this is these are the problems that we're already having, right? Um the uh, let me go back and answer a few questions. Um, yes, Walmart does have gun sales, uh, but they're limited purchases. So it's usually shotguns and rifles. There's no handguns. Yeah, um, where I'm at, they don't they don't sell uh, nothing but shotguns. Yeah, and there's a reason for that, you know. Um, and now to expand on that into the background searches, because that was the other the other question. Um, that you you still have to pass a background check, right? So everywhere you go, these these background checks are the same. You go through a state agency, you go through the federal. The thing with those, they they take less than fifteen minutes. So if you've never committed a crime, you've never been imprisoned, you've never been arrested, you're clean. You sail through those and nothing flat. You're out the door. So it, it's these people that are last minute gun buyers. Um, you know, if somebody's going in and they're they're stocking up because they're going to do a shooting rampage, that kind of thing, you still may not even be able to recognize those signals, right? You know, it's, it's just how it is. Um, and you know, Snow says, "What if he is in a very dangerous situation, location that needs protection?" That was what was discussed. You know, here's the thing: if you are stuck in a situation and you're underage, especially, and you're not seeking help. And you're turning to a firearm as your, you know, your your initial protection. There's a problem because it turns into irresponsible gun safety because eventually somebody's going to get hurt. That, but that's just, you know, that's just me. Um, let me just read one of these other comments. Yeah, see, pretty fourteen year olds don't make rational decisions. They're still in an emotional state, and they're going to end up doing something on a whim that you know, you, you're not going to be able to prepare for, and they're not going to be able to, to prepare for. So the, the broad thing with guns and Byron, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me on this. There's approximately 300 and something million 
a million firearms in the United States. That's handguns, rifles, shotguns, semi-automatic, whatever. Those are in the public's hands. You know, they're telling everybody that guns kill people. Well, if guns kill people at an estimated 340 million handguns, there would barely be anyone standing in the United States because the population is between 400, 450 million people. So guns don't kill people. You got more people that have guns now that were that are on these whole supposedly antidepressants and all these stuff like that now than you did have back in the I guess eighties, seventies and stuff like that. I mean, ever since all these psychotropics and all this stuff that's been coming out, I mean, everything's not saying that there wasn't any kind of violence or anything going on with guns back then, but, I mean, look at that compared to now since the 90s and on that people have been shooting up the schools and all this crap and how many people are limited to having guns and all this stuff. So, you know, Kirk just mentioned, welcome, Kirk. Glad to see you. Um, I think the argument is based on the fact that these episodes occur most often. Funny thing is, they don't, right? We have, what, not even technically three a year. There are 43,000 deaths a year by guns. And to make that a comparison, only, say, 34 excuse me, 30 to 40 on average die in a mass shooting. And if you only have three or four of those a year, it's not many, but your chances of dying at the, the fate of a handgun or rifle is so much less than even a death by Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's will kill you before a handgun will, right? Uh, Diabetes and cancer lead the top two causes of death in the United States Numbering over 300,000. How many of those are being documented that aren't being documented? You mean as far as the uh, the gun deaths? Well, on anything, like you were saying with the, with the other stuff, I mean, how many of these are being documented to not being documented? Well, so those all get reported by death. So when a death certificate is recorded, the death certificate data is uploaded to the CDC. So the Center for Disease Control has those numbers. So the only time that it's not going to be reported is if it's a questionable death. But like if you're shot, you know the person shot. If the body's missing, totally different. But we don't have that many missing body cases in the United States annually. Um, but here's the other, I need to answer uh you know, Pradeep's thing is he heard that the USA needed guns in the first place because of the geographic situation. Actually, the reason why we ended up needing it was not only during the colony because they were, uh, you know, gunpowder rifles. Um, But as the colony progressed, we had to ward off the attacks from the British. And the only reason why the United States is standing today is because we're the largest civil militia in the world and nobody can take the United States because we're armed. Aaron, welcome on board. All right. Hello. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm just enjoying the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what I was going to say, though, I mean, let, let's put this on a, 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 con, a conspiracy theorist point of view. All right, so if, if they are wanting to control the whole, the whole gun law of wanting to take guns away, not necessarily, I mean, you know, like handguns, shotguns, whatever, but the assault rifles and stuff like that, I mean, what better way to do that than to publicize the fact that guns are more lethal than anything else that's going on out there? And what better way to do that than to publicize like they have been doing with publicizing all these mass shootings with the the Las Vegas shooting and then this shooting down in Texas, all that stuff like that. I mean... What better way to do it than that? Not saying that uh, I'm necessarily believing all that stuff. You know, I mean that they're doing it for that reason. But what better way to do it than to just keep put keep pushing that whole the gun shoot? Well, I mean the 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 mass mass killings and all that stuff. All right. So, so re- real quick, sorry to interrupt, Josh. Yeah, real yeah. quick. Let, let's let's take the uh, everybody's talking about an AR-15 let, and calling it an assault rifle. Those are fun to hey. shoot. Yeah, well, there's. <laughs> does anybody know what AR-15 stands for? That's listening to this podcast right now. I hear no? crickets. And, literally, I hear crickets. Yeah, I hear, all right, so <laughs> let me go ahead and let me go ahead and educate some people. So AR stands for Armalite rifle. Series 15. That's all it stands for. Now, let's go ahead and break it down to something um, so we can get away from the uh, assault rifle thing as well. It's I like to use the term modern sporting rifle because that's what it is. Just because it's black and it's scary and it has all kinds of stuff you can put on it doesn't make it any different than any other hunting rifle that's on the market. You right. can still get 308. You can still get 30 out six. You can do whatever you want with it. It's just scary because everybody puts in front of it the assault rifle, and that's what they think our AR stands for. That is not what AR stands for. So beyond that, let let let's get into uh, the gun rights and and the in the shooting conspiracies. We can go up and down the world right now with with shooting conspiracies. Okay. The Las Vegas guy, okay, that was so brushed under the rug. It's not even funny. That, right. Okay. It, let's let's not even let's not even talk about like, that. Like, like, like that was definitely government doesn't want us to talk about that. That was a gun deal gone bad. They used. Yeah, it's the Voldemort of American uh, American gun rights. <laughs> yeah, you're way too. About that Las Vegas shooting. <laughs> yeah, was able to just walk into a casino with. How are you going to evacuate about like two to three rooms and have all this crap coming in and I was yeah. busting out all these windows two or three days later? I mean, yeah, yeah that's just some straight bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move beyond that. Um, but as far as purchasing firearms and owning firearms, 
why should any of our rights be taken away just because people don't understand them or don't want them to, or, or they don't want to. Or they don't abide by them. I mean, they're they want to use. So hold on just a second, guys. When we're, when we're doing these calls, try to give each other a pause because as we talk over, it cuts the other person out. I don't know why it's doing that, but go ahead. (laughs) You're good. So go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Actually, you sound even better. Aaron, go ahead and start off where you were. Can you hear me? Did I lose you guys? Are you there? No, I, I'm back. Okay, uh, go ahead. You, I'm. Go ahead and start off where you were. No, not me. Oh, I lost <laughs> you guys like 30 seconds ago. Oh, I was just saying uh, to give each other pauses before talking because it's we're cutting each other off. It's just because oh. there's a delay, is all it is. Oh, I apologize. Okay, go no, ahead. No. I will. I will shut my mouth and go ahead. No, no, no you're fine. Um, <laughs> so. You know, back to the whole Las Vegas thing, uh, the Voldemort issue, you know, the, that, you know, <laughs> he who should not be named. Um, one of the questions was, had it been solved? And, you know, funny enough, it, it actually hasn't um, because they shut it down really quick and haven't really talked a whole lot about it. Because no. now some of the things that are coming out is that it actually wasn't him and now it's somebody else. And there were three shooters and the ga- the gunman on the grassy knoll that shot Kennedy was there. And I mean, it, well, yeah, go. What, what, what about the, with the kid that was on the talk shows? Well, he was on Ellen, right? I the, don't think the I caught security that. Guard, the security guard that was a part of the oh. hotel. That was one of the first ones there. Right. He actually had somebody like, kind of like his uh, handler mm. that was standing For- near him. And so did the sheriff of, of that county when everything happened. He had a handler. Don't say that. Don't say this. And then all of a sudden, what, there was 50-some people that were shot during that country festival? And, no, let's not talk about it. Let's let's not talk about the video of a helicopter with, with, with muzzle flash. Let's not talk about any of that. And I'm, I – I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but that one's pretty hard to dispute. Yeah, you know, fair point. You've got uh, the you know the lone gunman on the on the thirty fifth thirty fourth floor. You know, let's just say, um, <laughs> and he's firing out a few rounds, you know, here and there. Oh, but he's you. got it. But what I'm saying is, like, he's having to aim. He's you know he's hitting people. But the the thing is, is that there's people being hit, like you said, in different areas of that of that venue. Yeah. And if let's just say that the the feds got involved, right. And then they had somebody in the air and they decided to try and shoot back, but they were actually shooting innocent people and not the shooter. First thing you're going to do is shut it down. Not let, and don't let anybody know. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. So we'll throw that little conspiracy bit in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and get off that. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> If any Clinton is listening, you don't know me. I'm nobody. No, I'm just joking. Are you talking about that Vegas? Yeah, the yeah. Vegas shooting. Yeah, that, that shit was crazy. 
Yeah, see, now, I'm in northern Arizona, so I'm only about three, three and a half hours away, and there was a lot of people from Phoenix um, that were there, and, you know, they were in people trying to come home, and then the news was reporting. Um, so, you know, I mean, it was pretty close. You know, it's not Vegas is just something where everybody goes, and Arizonans, we're smart. We don't ever leave the desert. We just go to another desert to have fun, so. Hey, that's not true. You know? Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't understand how that guy got up to that room like they said it was like three days or so in advance. It was bringing up all these cards and everything, and had these two different rooms set up, and was still was one room. All them shots. I mean, I mean, would that not be suspicious of him bringing up all these different cards of crap? I mean, I, I just I don't make no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, because to rational thinking people, um, you know, I think you can kind of pick out things that don't belong, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got one person bringing up all this crap. Uh, so so how about we move to something that's more pressing today instead yeah. of instead of the Vegas shooting that was swept under the rug? What do you got? Which, which is unfortunate. What 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 about you know the guy in Dayton that was swept under the rug, but because of the guy, the one I'm not trying to make light of it, but what about the one dude that drove from Albion, Allen, 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 Texas, from Allen, Texas to El Paso, and even when I heard it on the news, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be made a thing, because it's going to be something. Yeah, we just I, I just brought up the Ohio mass shooting and and it was swept under the rug because this the the the, the gentleman was a Warren supporter. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but no one's talking about that. It, they're only but you know what? Here's what's funny, Josh is it, it's it's not funny. It really isn't. I apologize for that statement. It, no, but just, I get I get what you're saying. I think most people it, understand. It's weird that you know. If a Democrat does something crazy, i.e., like you were talking about, or like we were just talking about the Vegas shooting, which he was a Democrat or known as a Democrat, they're domed. They're ended right there and then. Right. But the one guy that's a conservative Trump supporter is kept alive and not ended. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part of the topic that, I was. That's just weird, that's just weird to me. Well, yeah, because the topic I was, you know, covering earlier was the weaponizing of politics. We're we're using what we want when we want for the needs that that fit. The media is doing it. The 2020 candidates are doing it. That's where yeah. we are. What, it, what, what the purpose of it is for all to for all of us just to be angry at one another for nothing just because they want us to be. That's kind of stupid, and we'd we'd like to think that. I mean, at least for me, I'd like to think that the general population is smarter than that, but apparently not. Uh, no, I, I think we're. <laughs> I think, sorry, I think in in twenty nineteen, I think we can say there's a problem yeah, there. Yeah. Well, well, you'd like to think that, right? Like, you know, it's well, but Americans, you guys are crazy. You all like guns, and you can buy them at Walmart. I was looking at some of the top, the 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 the. the 
the statements earlier. And it really, like, yes, we could. You used to be able to buy guns at Kmart. And then Rosie O'Donnell, which was a supporter of Kmart, freaked out. And then guess what? Kmart's going out of business. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if, even if you do take away guns, I mean, it's like, that's like trying to say drugs are illegal and all that stuff. I mean, what good's that going to do? I mean, there's still drugs on the street. Exactly. Well, look at it this way. Even in a federal penitentiary, drugs and harming another human being is frowned upon. Yeah. But yet somehow in one of the most guarded places in the United States, you can still find contraband of narcotics. You can still find weapons to kill people. So what is going to make me feel warm and fuzzy about the government wanting to take away my right to protect myself? Oh, you know what will work? All Americans should be given socialist thunder blankets so that we all have that warm, cozy feeling at night. Because well, we're starting to sell those at Walmart, too. <laughs> you know? But yeah, uh, so let's but let's take a step back and let's let's take a time a trip back in time, right? We'll do a little Sophia Petrillo oh, here. Oh, oh, can I do the Bill and Ted excellent adventure? Tiddly do, tiddly do, tiddly winks, yeah. tiddly winks, tiddly winks. But here's here's okay. Let's just use this as an example, right? Sophia Petrillo, Golden Girls. Picture it, New York, two thousand and one. Okay, government and president don't do nothing about it. We had terrorists that came through the Mexican border into Arizona that we trained to fly jets. On 19th Avenue in Deer Valley. Yep. Into the Twin Towers in New York. And guess what, people? They had guns. And they used planes to take down two towers. No guns. Only, Only box knives. They have bus cutters. Yeah, <laughs> on board the flight, but they actually found them with guns. I'm sorry, so, someone with me with a bus cutter, I just slapped the shit out of them. There ain't nobody going to tie me down with a damn little bitty knife. Yeah, right? I mean, chances are, <laughs> yeah, chances are you could probably win the fight if the plane rose. But see, that's our society, though. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, on the whole, on the whole gun perspective, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not for drugs or nothing like that, but at the same time, if you've legalized drugs or whatever, whether it be heroin, cocaine, anything like that, if you was to legalize it and you regulated it, how many how many people would die of an overdose if they knew what dose they were given? I mean. It, I mean, look, look how the drugs started. It was started as medicine, and they were regulated, and they knew how much they were given to people and all this stuff like that. If you've done the same thing now and you regulated drugs, even if, I mean, I know it's all illegal and stuff like that, but how many overdoses and how many people would you have dying if they knew the dose that they were given? The same way with guns. I mean, if you've regulated it and you had people getting these background checks, you can go buy them at a flea market, thrift store, down pawn shops, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? You're you're talking about the availability of uh, exactly, yeah, the availability of it. I mean, 
if I'm not saying drugs should be legal. I mean, alcohol, uh, heroin, methamphetamines, all this stuff. Most of them were started, as far as drugs go, they were started as a medicinal purpose. If you could regulate the doses that people were given, I mean, how many people would you have dying over an overdose nowadays compared to what you have now with these drugs being illegalized? Because people are giving stuff that they don't, they don't know how much they're getting. They you, you're, 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 you're talking about fentanyl and stuff like that, right? Well, no, not not just and what, fentanyl. And what they're, and what they're cutting them I'm talking about MDMA. I'm talking about methamphetamines, heroin, well, yeah. crack. That's, that's all. That's that's all things that these drugs are now being cut with. That is dangerous. To, mm-hmm. to no, it's not even the stuff that they're being cut with. It's the dose of what they're given. Anyways, if you give somebody, let's say, you give somebody morphine, and they they're just wanting to get high and they don't know the dose that they're given and they take it anyways, they could die from it. Mm-hmm. You could die from, I mean, you could, you could die from a, um, a heroin overdose just because you don't know how strong the shit that you're given. I'm saying in general, like, I mean, if, you sold somebody a gun or whatever, and you don't check their background. Yeah, they could go out and kill somebody. Okay, so somebody heroin, and they don't know the strength of the heroin that they're given or the morphine that they're given. Yeah, they can right. from it because they it's not controlled. So we were talking about guns, right? And you were just saying how how easy it is for anybody to get these drugs and this and that. So I mean, on a private market, what, yeah, where, mean, where, where does the Second Amendment start and end on a private market? Yeah, I mean because I mean, I mean it's the same. I mean you sold somebody an assault rifle and you mean it's a, a modern sporting you rifle? You don't know their background or whatever. It's same as somebody you selling somebody heroin and you don't know their tolerance to it. It's the same thing in a, in a, in a way, not like I mean, it's the same well, thing, you know. Well, but it's the same thing in a way because you don't. Well, I, I, I get, you don't know. I get, you, I get what you. I totally get what you're saying. I'm very sorry for cutting you off, but it, it is kind of a, a a good point that you're saying you don't know the tolerance of what they're used to. So on that note. If you don't know what you're selling somebody as far as a firearm, and I'm a diehearted Second Amendment, if 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 I don't know what I'm selling somebody, I'm not going to sell it to them because I don't know what they're capable of, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't you don't know their background. You don't you don't know the shit that they've been through. I mean, they could turn around and be wanting to buy a firearm just to go out and kill somebody. So we we should therefore be on agreement, at least in my opinion, that maybe we should take the private firearm sales out of the loop. No, no, no. I'm not saying you shouldn't take firearms out. I'm a a full believer in somebody being able to to protect their, their household. 
I don't think everybody deserves uh, an assault rifle, as they put it. I don't. I think that's a bullshit damn, a bullshit damn uh, title to put on that, as it is uh, just a home protection or whatever. But well, no, no, 100%, bro. I, I agree with that. I mean, it doesn't have to be an AR to protect yourself. It could be a shotgun. It could be a handgun. So yeah. say, and I'm a diehard second amendment and I believe in owning the, and having the right to own a firearm to protect yourself and your loved ones. And that's it. And that's all. But by definition of what you're saying, is saying these guys don't want to, don't want to sell, you know, we shouldn't sell drugs legally because we don't know what they're capable of when they're doing drugs. So should we not be able to sell a firearm to somebody because we don't know what they're capable of? No, but I think they, I think they should be not put through, uh, I I mean, they should, they need to be put through a background check and uh, a psychological evaluation type thing. Like, fair enough. Or that they're, they had the right state of mind to own that firearm. The same way as, Somebody who's going through severe pain should be able to to have morphine or whatever it is that that they need. Okay. Yeah. So let me inter- let me interject for a minute because there's some some questions and comments going on. Um, so. Uh, Sonny was saying, I appreciate my state's strict gun control laws, but gun control doesn't equal getting rid of the Second Amendment. The problem is, is that there's too many people that are trying to regulate and control purchases, use, storage. They don't want to stop at just background checks because we already do background checks. Here's the problem. So we're going to let's go back over. Give me a second. Give me a second because I'm going to go right back to where we were before because we got some new people in on this. So the thing with guns, first of all, private sales of guns are not regulated. They are not tracked. They are not checked. Nobody knows about it. That is our biggest problem. Okay. I'm a gun owner. My parents are gun owners. The whole damn family's gun owners. The one thing we all agree on is that private sales of guns are not treated like everything else. That's our sole issue. Number two, we could make sure that everybody goes through a CCW. I'm fine with that, right? No big deal for me to go and do it. Arizona passed the thing where you don't need it. You have the right to own and possess the firearm. I agree with that, but I would like people to know how to use it. Still, not the problem. We have a problem where kids at this point, because it is mostly kids, are copycatting these crimes of mass shootings. They're obtaining firearms by by stealing them from parents. They're picking them up off of the street, whether it's cash or whatever, or they turn the age of 18, go right out, buy the gun, they're done. You cannot, unless this is the minority report, you cannot predict the future and you cannot tell if somebody comes in to buy a gun what they're going to do with it. Some places try to separate the purchase of the gun and the ammunition. I'm okay with that. If you had to put a couple of days in between the gun and the ammunition, but again, 
you're only delaying the inevitable. If that person is going to do harm, they will do it. So you can talk about gun control all we want. That's what the left wants, because the more that they get to take an inch, they're going to take a mile. And before we know it, it'll be like England in 1997, where the, everybody had to ban firearms for uh, the uh, handguns. And then you had to get rid of them. And then you have to have, you can have a rifle, but it had to be stored at your hunting club, or it has to be affixed to your mantle above a fireplace. And then they talk about knives. And then that knife yeah. can only, only be this long. And then that li- that knife can only be this long. And then before you know it, you can't even have a pocket knife. Yeah. And that's you know, the I, thing. This you know, is saying, saying that you're getting fat and you're it. You know, Josh, when I was in England, I remember using the restroom at a pub. And I remember looking up at the wall, you know, like any person would do when they're standing up using the restroom. Right. And there's a poster. And it said, don't drink in bottle. And there's a dude laying up in the, you know, picture on the poster of a dude laying in a hospital bed. Cuts all over his face. And he's looks like he's in the ICU. And I come out of the, I come out of the restroom and I go back to my cousins who I was visiting in England. I go, what is this all about? I've never seen anything like this. Like, you know, you hear about in America, you know, don't drink and drive, blah, blah, blah. This could happen to you. But this pub had a picture of a dude that said, don't drink and bottle. This could happen to you. They were talking about getting drunk and hit smacking somebody over the head so bad and then stabbing them with the broken bottle that now <laughs> they're laid up yeah. in ICU. What, what? Okay. So, but America's bad. Okay. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Right. And most sure. people don't realize with the UK and Ireland, you cannot physically touch another person. Even if it's in self-defense, you go to jail. They've got all kinds of laws with aggravated assault and, um, you know, bodily harm and things like that. Like they've, they've, they've taken everyone's rights away. So, the reason why you hear the, the the right talking about guns and stop the gun control is because it will not stop there. It will be the fundamental disraveling of our core. And, and that's what people don't want to see or they don't want to talk about. And, and that's where we are, you know, the whole, um, the, the fentanyl comment a while ago, right? Um, my brother, he he was an opiate addict, right? And he died of a fentanyl overdose. And my whole opinion on that is fentanyl, fentanyl is not the problem. Fentanyl helps out a lot of people that what cancer that it. It helps treat the pain for. I might be mistaken on that, but I mean, fentanyl is not the problem. It's the problem with the doctors who are that are prescribing this stuff to the people, and they're not regulating it like they should. In my opinion, not saying that. I mean, it's like crack. I mean, if you want it, yeah, it's out there, but you can't. You can't blame the issue on 
find the issue on the people who are who are um, making it or prescribing it or anything like that. The same way with the guns, you can't blame the whole person that has the gun on. The if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, uh, in Garden of Words, you know, humans will always be violent. And that's absolutely true. See, that that right there, you just solved the gun issue in the world. Because guns don't kill people. People kill people. An inanimate object isn't going to jump off of a table and shake its, sh- you know, its chamber at you and fire off the, the gun, it, you know. What, like you said, yeah, weapons don't matter. That's like somebody breaking into somebody's house and shooting them. And on the other hand, somebody breaking into somebody's house and the person that owns the house shooting the person who broke in. I mean, who are you going to blame it on? You're going to blame it on the person who broke in and just happened to have a gun? Or are you going to blame it on the person who was protecting their house and shot the person who was trying to to come in on them. I mean, that don't make no sense. It's, it's like blaming, I mean, it's like accusing the kettle of being black. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to something else. Let's see if we can get some fresher topics in here. Um, those of you that are listening, what's some of the things that are on your mind? If you want to call in and take a turn, Let's shake things up. Kirk, you always have some great things to talk about. Call in. Man, join the conversation. I appreciate y'all keeping me on here. This is awesome. I love this podcast. I you know, I'm I'm flattered that people enjoy it. You know, it's uh a, a lot of good things have um have happened to me out of this. You know, part of the thing was I went out on disability and I haven't been able to work for a while, and one of the things that happened was I was having troubles talking. Um, and so I was stuttering a lot and nobody really knew what was going on. And I decided that if I could start recording, um, which one thing led to another, that it's actually improved how I speak and I don't have those issues as much as I used to. So it really was just something for me, but it's, um, it's flattering that other people enjoy it. And if it turned into something even greater, I'm all for it. Man, I'm just like you. I, 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 whether you believe it or not, I, I hate talking on these kind of things. Well, it, you know, it is different. I mean, it's it, it's it actually has a different feel even from being on the radio, um, it, because it just has a different feel and format to it. These are a little more free flowing, so you do get pauses. There's no music, that kind of thing. So um, once you kind of get used to it, it, it's not so bad, you know. Well. Um, this uh, this was it the the newest thing the the Parkland shooting, yeah, the one I in Florida. Uh, I haven't. Well, I'm just gonna say I haven't really heard uh too much about it uh, as far as like the news and stuff like that. But what's going on with it? Um, yeah, I'm not totally sure. I know that the one of the sheriff's deputies got fired. The sheriff resigned. There was more issues that it could have been prevented. Than anything else, but um, what's the whole what's the whole thing with it? Like, I I, re- I really haven't been able to keep in touch with it. Yeah, but, I'd, honestly, I don't know because it's another thing that dropped off. But I can do a little bit more research on it. Um, Sunny was just saying that uh, she thinks with eight hundred billion, 
how our military members are struggling financially and that that's not right and hates how underpaid the servicemen and women are. So that's an excellent topic. Um, this AOC is not your answer. Uh, AOC. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's you, know, you, know, you know where I stand on that, Josh. I apologize. Well, and we did a podcast earlier in the, in the inception about the case of the farting cows. Um, <laughs> we, we know where she is on things, but the... Dude, she took a hard, really hard left turn with the VA. <laughs> are, are you surprised? Not really. <laughs> but, but damn, I'm mad. Yeah, you know, uh, here's the thing. We have, we have a society where there's Americans and then there's everybody else. And I'm an American. I don't care what the political preference is. You can be American. You're proud of who you are, your heritage, whatever. Word. We have... We have veterans in this country that sacrifice their lives to keep us safe and keep other people safe. It's not just about America. You know, we, we send in the U.S. military as peacekeepers, destroyers. You know, the Marines are bullet absorbers. They're taking the brunt uh, of what goes on. And when people come home after sacrificing their lives and they need the care you know, they're not getting the money, like Sonny said. They are not getting the care with the VA. It's taking months, and I mean months. I know this firsthand from a friend. Months to start a chemo treatment uh, once they have a cancer diagnosis. Why do we disrespect and trash Americans like that? <laughs> Tony, I, I'm not the one for the answer. Is there any Antifa people on here? Oh, jeez, do not even get me started. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just had to ask. Like, I mean, there's got to be some anti-American people listening that, like, look, Gardner Woods, blah, I hate politics. All right, well then. <laughs> Welcome to the American that. perspective. <laughs> then what, why do you hate politics? Like, if you hate politics so much, then why are you listening and why did you take the time to type? Like, blah, I hate politics. <laughs> I don't want to have to do it. I'll get it. I'm sorry. Did no. I just offend? I probably just offended Garden of Wood. Well, words, not woods. Garden of words. Uh, like our president or not. I mean, if you don't like him, you're just wishing it, wishing for him to fail for America. But at the same time, we're America. you, you got to support well, President well, regardless of who he is. Fair enough. I supported Obama. I didn't like the guy, but hey, guess what? I supported him. He held the office. If you wish for him to fill, then you wish for America to fill. I mean, that's all there is to it. Okay, I'm interjecting a minute because I'm just catching this. <laughs> Sonny, <laughs> says, Sonny says, I love AOC and I love Bernie and Tulsi, but I rarely agree oh with God, politics. Really? I love you, Sonny. <laughs> Uh, Sonny, what? What? Are, what? I love her Please, other. Please call in, Sonny. Oh my God! Please call in. I want to hear your words of wisdom. Her other. Her I don't think any of them are genuine. LOL. Josh, you got to be reading these, brother. I well, that's <laughs> here. I'll read them for you. Uh, let's see. Pradeep, would you rather let? live like a homeless person on earth or live as a scientist on Mars researching their rest of life of your life. What? Homeless. Homeless. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about like living up in Alaska, like doing that, I'd be cool with it. 
Uh, there is no way you are getting my happy white American ass off this rock. No way ever. Not happening. I'd homestead. Yeah. Just, just, I'll be last man standing. I'm not going. At Perdeep Scientist. Who's Kurt? Sonny. Who's support AOC? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I love AOC and I love Bernie and Tulsi, but I rarely. Oh, she's laughing. That's sarcasm. I love them for the material. That's it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, now, now, uh, Gabbard, she's actually not that bad. If I, like I got stuck with a Democrat as president, I'd be but okay she's with a her. Moder- she's a moderate Democrat. She's yeah. not a fuck. Excuse my language. I changed it to explicit. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I beeped myself. Um, <laughs> so Tulsi Gabbard, I like. She's good. I I think she's you know, for what she says, I don't think she realizes she's a conservative, but you know, whatever. That's okay. I'm not neither party either. I'm just for whoever's willing to support America. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's the key but, word right there to support that a key phrase, not hmm. word, but to support America. You, you, you've got to be for who we are. Otherwise I don't have a problem with what, with what Trump said. It's regardless if you agree with what they do or not. I mean, if if you don't support uh, what they're doing, then you're just automatically done in America. Garden of the Words said they all... They, they all say, well, well, Garden of the Words, they all... Well, the only one that I know of that's been doing what they can do for America is Trump. And yes, I do hate his Twitter account, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, here's here's uh, so two, if you, two things. If you uh, wish him to fill, then you're wishing for America to fill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like why? 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 You, there's you, a reason for that. Well, you're a, they want it to fail. You're 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 enjoying the freedoms to bitch, complain, riot, and fight. Then yes. why would you want that to go away? Because they think the totalitarian communism, social, whatever, they think it's going to be so much better. But I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So here, you know, I used to be um, in Arizona. We can register as no party, which means I'm not an independent. I'm not a Republican, not a Democrat, nothing. And then all I have to do is choose a ballot in the primary and then in the general election, you can vote for whoever. Um, and then I can, I can go that route. I switched to Republican out of spite because after Trump was elected, I had so many so-called friends. People, Sunny and garden, Sunny garden. We'll call yeah. them that Sunny so, and garden, Sunny garden. I had so many friends that were so incensed over the whole Trump election and thought that the end of the world was happening that I felt I had to take a side. And so I decided, screw it. I'm going to register as Republican and be a Trumper because it was just, you know, it was ridiculous. Um, But the, the thing with Gabbard, um, yeah, she, she's not that bad, but I, I posted a thing on Twitter. So if anybody wants to go on Twitter, you can find me at, at a M E R perspective. In the post today, there was a YouTube video of TMZ that was interviewing um, uh, uh, Gabbard, and they were talking about how Kamala Harris was, you know, she had said things in her past, and now she was different, and should she 
Um, should she be given a second chance? And then everybody's all saying, oh, yeah, we shouldn't be addressing what happened in the past. It's 2019. We should all be looking at us now. I'm like, yeah, except when it's Trump. Everything the man did in his past or said in his past, you're going to pick apart and dismantle. And that's the problem I'm having, at least now, is even though I kind of like Gabbard, everybody's a damn hypocrite. So they all want to everybody. Everybody wants to to bitch, bitch and complain and moan, but they don't want to do anything about it except for be keyboard warriors and not put their voice out there, like being scared to call into a show. Um, But like, why not? I I don't get it. Like every, everybody wants to riot and break shit that doesn't belong to you and burn it down. It doesn't belong to you, but you know, let's, let's go ahead. Let's all be American and let's, let's talk. That's the division is just letting the news that, de- de- you know, depict your future. You know, just, yeah. you, well, I can't, you know, you, you, I watch, I don't know how many third party journalists, on YouTube that are out there just trying to talk to people, no matter what their, their angle is. And they just want to say, you know, this is what I believe. And they're not even a white. They're talking about, they're, they're getting egged and milkshaked and they're, yeah. you know, egged, and beaten and carried a gun. Well, we hate you because you carried a gun. Well, you, whatever, dude, your problem is you just don't like your freedoms either other. If, if you don't like her, it must be either one, one of two things. You don't like your freedoms, or you're just that ignorant. I don't get it. You're one of the two things because you're gonna either want to throw away your freedoms that allow you to bitch, moan, and complain, or you literally just don't want those freedoms. Yeah, pick and choose. Yeah, going back, Kirk. Kirk, <laughs> now God love you, Kirk. You're awesome. So, except his only argument is if we don't like Star Wars episode, whatever, because I can't read what? Roman numerals. Like Star Wars. If you liked that movie, it would be hard to be friends with you. So, Kirk's yeah. drawn the line in the sand. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know what? There's too many Death Stars. Right? <laughs> There's too many Death Stars. No. We need how many, more. Uh, how many different variations uh, of the Death Star can you have? How many 2020 uh, candidates can you have? Democrat or Republican, I mean, they're all bullshit in their own way. If you want to look at it like that, I mean, there's neither one of them has got a right. I mean, who in the hell in the world has a right? Yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm trying to keep this serious and professional, but I'm reading comments and it's cracking me up. Because see, I, see, Josh, this is what happens when you have AA Rod present. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's just funny because I, I'm I'm delayed. So, like, the what I what I view on the the web version of of Castbox, which is how I'm broadcasting, it like all of a sudden there's like twelve clicks. Everything's coming up, and then I'm like, what the hell's going on in chat? Like, you guys are having your own conversation in chat. Yeah. Uh, now there's a now you have a, a Joshicom going on right now. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we'll call it. A Joshicom. Well, my phone call is useless. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never useless, bro. So now, okay. So now it's uh, Kirk says Bond all the way. Here's a question. Um, we'll get a little bit out of the politics, but it's not. Well, actually, it would be considered political. So we're still good. Um. The new Bond movie that's coming out is going to feature a woman, but 
she's yeah, so she's taking 007 right so she's going to be 007 so agent 007 doesn't necessarily mean a man but she's not taking the name <laughs> of bond it's actually so uh um craig craig what's his name um or something craig whatever his name is he's <laughs> he's going to reprise the role as james bond but 007's being reassigned and it's going to be a woman i Here's the th- oh my god I'm gonna get hashtag me tooed on this one. We might as well take, <laughs> so, might as well so, take Halloween and make her Michaela Myers. So here's the thing. Yeah. Uh oh. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I <laughs> uh, okay James Bond right Bond. It's called James Bond. It has been that way since the 60s. Yes, it is. We, we've we've seen the evolution of the characters. I was really excited if um. Uh, Idris Elba was going to be the new James Bond because he's such an incredible actor and and yes. I think it would have been great. And then to find out it's going to be a woman taking 007, but then Daniel oh, Craig. Double of land? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? It and was a joke. So, no, I'm, I'm just saying like that's what I'm thinking now is like what the hell's going on? Like we're, we're now changing movies to... Well, hey, fit- look at Little Mermaid. That's another good one. Like, I don't care the honestly, I don't care the color of somebody's skin for a movie. It means nothing. But I can well, understand. I mean, okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject there. I do care when it comes to stuff like that. And it's not because I'm racist. It's because it's my childhood, man. It's it's so many other people's childhoods. It's it's all right, so so is it racist towards redheads that Ariel's no longer a pale sure. skin redhead? That was the other point I was going to make in it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my wife is redhead, so I but had that was my only thing. Is is it since it's a cartoon and you know the Little Mermaid was a redhead and you know thank okay here we go I'm, I'm really going yeah, out of no, limb on this one. We had a black mermaid. So what I am glad we don't here's. It could be worse. It could be a transgendered person in the role. I'm so sick of us going above and beyond trying to be equal. Like it, it will happen. You know, we don't and have to. That's the thing. Is, is, it's, it, that's the thing, Josh. Is everybody's? Well, we didn't have that. Our 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 gender or our race didn't have that. So we have to make that now. So we're just going to go ahead and do that, and we don't care. It, dude, it's not about a race or anything. Like, just make it a cartoon and let it be. Are well, y'all, whatever. Uh, y'all a fan of Stephen King? No. I'm, yes. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I wish more cars would run him over, but. Um. <laughs> well, you're talking about his political the, perspective. The, <laughs> the, yeah. The Dark, the Dark, the Dark Tower series of Stephen King, right, has the character Roland. Who's a white guy, and he ends up meeting up with this chick who's who's black and in a wheelchair and all this stuff. And it's set back in old times. Well, the Roland character is racist in a way. I guess you would say, okay, well, in the the Dark Tower, the Gunslinger movie that they put out, Roland is a black guy. And not nothing wrong with that that whole perspective or whatever, but the fact that they took away from the fact that 
he was a racist in this story and came out to be came out to be an okay person and not racist in the end of it and all that stuff it took away from the whole the whole perspective that whole story i mean there's like 13 14 books of the the gunslingers series mm-hmm. and they took away that whole they took away a lot of the story from the fact that they changed him to a black person in the movie. No, like I said, yeah. I'm not I'm not racist or nothing like that, but I mean, that's just one of them things. They, they took away from the story by doing that. Right. Changed, and that's yeah, when you force that. the change, you take away, like you said, from the story, from the, the, the movie, from the art itself. So that's that's the problem I'm having with all of this is like we're we're too open, we're too happy to change and it's forced in it. It's like just let it happen naturally. If the person's right for the part, that's who should get it. Not because of their color, not because of their sexual orientation, but because they're fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like in the Avengers movie. They took Nick Fury and they made it from a white person to a black person with Samuel Jackson. Didn't take away from the story. Didn't take away from any of that stuff. He played a great part in it. Oh, yeah. And then at the same time in the old uh, Daredevil movie, you had, um, uh, shit, what was it? Michael Clark Duncan. You had him play the Kingpin and then the Kingpin. I mean the uh, the comic books. Kingpin was a white guy. Didn't take away from the fact of it, but with the whole the Dark Tower series, you took the main character, not necessarily racist, but he was back in that old time, and you had that racist background to it. But it is, I mean, how you, how you going to change up a story just? Because you want to be all sensitive and everything to everything that's going on. I mean, it's bullshit. I mean, you got Quentin Tarantino sitting here putting out Django Unchained, and he's got like 130-some of the N-words in the movie, and you still got these Jamie Foxx and everybody in there that was okay with it. Samuel Jackson and all that stuff. Quit changing crap because you want to be so damn sensitive. Yeah, uh, you know, and here's here's the thing. One one of the things that I've at least experienced um, over this transition with Trump and everything is that you know the the right gets pushed like everybody's racist and everybody's a homophobe and everybody's this and that and whatever. I've actually seen more acceptance of of anything and everything from the right than I have on the left, um, and I. I think that, again, it's just that we're pushing. And instead of letting things happen naturally, um, the more you push, the more you're going to get pushed back from people too. But there was a question I missed. Where was this other one? Uh, I'm sitting here running back on the comments myself. I'm trying to figure out if anybody got pissed off at me. No, no, no. (laughs) But I missed. Where was it? Everybody's mad. Are you kidding me? It's 2019. Yeah, everybody's going to get pissed off about something. <laughs> that's all right. Well, we have the, we have the Josh Com going on here, so that's all right. 
Oh, here's uh, Garden of Ward said earlier. Um, was the Fresh Prince a remake? And here, here's my thing, right? <laughs> so if we made a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where the characters were white, <laughs> it, we would be crucified, basically. You Could know? you imagine? Well, not only that. Oh, that would be hilarious. All right, here, here, here's one for you. Could you all right, let, let's go back to a movie that was oh, Family made. Matters. <laughs> what, what if Blazing Saddles came out? Oh my god! God, this weekend. (laughs) Well, uh, the Jewish director, who I love more than anything, all of his movies are hysterical. Right? Um, Yeah, he'd he'd be he'd be tossed out of here in no time flat. I mean, he'd have to hide in his house. He'd be chastised, kicked out of Hollywood. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Let me star in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You know, like, especially if you look at Spaceballs, right? So oh, that was such a good movie. It is, but you know, like, that even that would be an issue now. You know, because the Jews would have problems with it because of the Schwartz, you know? Oh, and then yeah. you'd have the the guy dressing as a dog. So does he identify as a dog? Is he trans pup? There'd, there'd be... <laughs> that's, not, that's not a real thing, is it? But no, it's not. But what? Okay, I just point, had to ask because I can't keep up with 2019. Yeah, well, that, but see, that's my point. Is like some of these movies, um, like Sonny said, the satire and things. The they'd never fly. You know, people would have an issue with everything, and I, it, it takes away from some of the levity because if we can't laugh at each other, no matter the differences, um, that well, I hope I, I would hope. I mean, you know, uh, you did rate this to explicit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. The question, question towards you, yes. So I hope people can take a fucking joke better than they can take a dick. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, hold on a second. Um, Kirk's joining us. Um, Byron, I'm going to let you go for a few minutes and then I'll bring you back. Okay, Kirk. How's it going, Josh? <laughs> Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying all this because it's getting hysterical. No, it's it's no. <laughs> I, you know, I always like the conversations. It goes from the serious to the not so serious, and, and it's good. You know, it's like a safe space where you can share ideas, you can listen to other people. No, it's awesome. Good. Yeah, and that that that's really what this is about: is that everybody can start talking and not worry, like you said, about anybody else, and um. Pradeep, let's see what Pradeep comes up with now. Given an option, <clears throat> would you rather choose to watch how our ancestors lived all the way back to single cell organisms, or would you choose to watch what future a thousand years in a thousand years would be like? Um, that's a good one. Um, I I don't think I could. So here, let, let, let's okay. I'm going to put you into how I think things. So here's here's Josh's mind. I look at that and think, okay, we watched. Um, the Jim Carrey movie. Um, oh my God. I'm really bad tonight. It was a 24 hour camera. They followed him from birth. What was it called? Oh, you got me there. I don't think I watched that. Oh, what? Come on, you guys. What was the name of the movie? Truman show. Thank you, Sonny. So I look at this as the Truman show of evolution. And I don't know if I could watch an amoeba for 24 hours a day. Um, but there could be some good things watching, you know, how things actually went on because it's important to learn history. But what do you guys think about that? What would you choose? Uh, on me on the line? 
Yeah. Man, what oh, would you guys choose? Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. Is somebody else is on the is somebody else on the line? I don't want to be rude. No, you and Aaron are both there. You just talk oh, and yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I'll I'll take a first stab at it. Yeah. Um, I think I would go into the future. You know, because the curiosity is, will there be a future? You know how things are turning out. Mm. Um, you know, pretty much. I think we've got it down. What happened, right? uh hindsight 2020 so nah, i think i'd look into the future that's a good point aaron what about you bueller bueller no are we back at this again this stupid thing has been Acting all right okay. aaron if you if you hear it you can call back later uh so <laughs> So what's some of the things that you've been thinking about tonight? What topics? What do you have so, on your mind? I'm the one that mentioned the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And again, it's not to be racist, guys. I'm just saying, back in the day, this is like 1990, I think, or 1991, when that show came out. And it's a family about wealthy African-Americans, right? And it's hilarious. Like, Oh, yeah. Jokes that are like timeless, right? You could watch that show, the reruns over and over and never get bored. It's that kind of a show, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I don't remember, well, I was a kid, but I still don't remember, or maybe I didn't have that concept. But again, years after that, when I was a teenager and, you know, formative years and whatnot, I still don't remember it being like it wasn't a big deal you know it was just they're part of society and that's it but again i don't want to be rude here and i I hope please forgive me anybody who's you know invested in this but i did see um for example when when this movie it was a marvel movie to begin with guys nothing to knock on marvel but you guys know the basic formula for a marvel movie right an initial battle about an hour and a half of dialogue, and then a final battle in which the good guys win. Now, I didn't understand what all the hubbub was about for Black Panther. I thought it was just a generic Marvel movie. I never in a million years understood why such the fuss, right? Mm -hmm. But the marketing team behind it, that's how they sold it, right? And that's why it became such a, you know, moneymaker. Not because of the quality of the film, but because, you know how they marketed it on identity politics and that's how it made so much money and my you know my beef with that was that you know there's you know some serious uh i think anyway talented directors out there making good movies i think but unfortunately everything is identity politics right and that was actually kind of one of my my jabs at at episode eight of star wars <laughs> that i you know it's all in good fun guys yeah. i don't actually mean that but it was, I think, a, such a terrible movie that had, I don't know, it's like, honestly, it almost felt like they went to go do a bunch of focus groups, and then they looked at the world right now, what's everything that's happening, and they decided to, like, drop in every single issue right now that's a problem in society, and then they just strung, like, a Star Wars movie along to that tune. Oh, you know? yeah, that's a good yeah. point. So then, like, it completely lost its soul. I don't know. I was just sorry, guys. I do like movies. In essence, Star Wars was originally like a space western, right? But this time around, it was just—it's just boring, right? There's no real trial and tribulation. Like the yeah. girl's just awesome because she's awesome, and then that's it. Yeah, you know, 
there there's a lot that's going on like you said that they are they're using movies to push narratives you know the the storylines are to teach you a lesson but it's not like the disney movies used to be where you learned a, a valuable moral lesson oh, it's that sorry i'll just parentheses there sorry i think it was sunny and like i don't i typed it so i don't know if, if you got it sunny but and sorry to cut you off josh but yeah that was the thing so like back in the day when i saw bambi like i was heartbroken when i oh yeah mother died that was awful but at the same time you know it introduces kids to the concept of death that unfortunately you know when you're a grown-up you're gonna have to understand that it's just a part of life right but there was like some big like moral lessons in these movies i absolutely agree with you but nowadays it's just like I don't know. I think they turn on like the news channels and just whatever is the hot topic. Yeah. They're going to string a movie around that. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's back to what I was saying earlier is that <clears throat> there's too much of the push. You know, it's like, let's make sure that this is known. This is transgender person. And let's know this is now a black person and it's not white. And this is now a woman's part and not a man. And it's like, quit trying to change what's historically there. I mean, it's there. Why are you changing it up instead? Just make the part for the person. You know, if they're like uh, Idris Elba, you know, he's, he's fantastic. James Bond changes. So you're okay to change up the part. Um, but yet now you got to make it a woman because there's a push for hashtag me too, that kind of thing. Well, it, it, that, that's one example, but you guys hear about the other one. Thor is going to be a woman now. Thor, I swear to God, this Google it, guys, right now online. Thor's yeah, gonna be I have nothing against that. Please do not interpret that. I'm just saying that if you actually read the Nordic lore, like the actual scriptures from those guys, right? Because these are their gods. Mm-hmm. Thor is a guy, right? I just want to put that out there, right? Yeah, I'm done with Marvel. Uh, you know, I grew up with, no, I wouldn't say I grew up with, but I, I, when I lived overseas, I used to watch a show called Home and Away. Um, and Chris Hemsworth, he was on that. I mean, he was a teen on the beach. You know, it was like a, it was a big thing back then. So it's like, I'm used to that. You've made him the character. Like, now you're going to make it a woman. It's stupid. So you, it, you're, they're trying too hard. That's, again, it's nothing, it's not racism or anything. I'm just saying, why can't you let things flow organically, right? Exactly. Let things flow naturally. Why force it, right? Why make these big knee-jerk movements that you end up alienating a lot of people, man? I got it. <laughs> pretty deep, pretty deep. Far left or far right, which is more harmful? Far left, I'll say it. Mm. <laughs> I, I can't because I'm on the phone. And I can't read the comments. So. <laughs> he just said, yeah. "Which is which is more harmful, far left or far right?" Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> going to extra time on that one. <laughs> it's one of those things you want. Yeah, I mean, if you want me to choose, that that's what led me to my thing earlier about you know right. switching political sides. Is like everybody wanted you to pick a side, so I picked. Well, that's that's very very American, eh? Like oh, it really isn't or against. You think so? No, this is new. This, ever since Trump won, um, it, it's been a battle. It's like, a, it's like seriously, this could be a movie. It's the battle for good and the battle for evil. Who will win? You know, it's left versus right. Yeah. And 
it didn't used to be that way. You had the Democrats, you had the Republicans, they fought just like Parliament, the Labor and the, the Tories, they, they fight. We're just at the point where it's an onslaught and it's you're wrong, I'm right. But that's the, well, again, maybe because I'm an economist, I think of things like in relative terms. In my world, right, in the economics world, there's no such thing as, as like complete winner, complete loser, you know. Anything that happens, there's winners. Anything that happens, there's losers. And in those winners and losers, to varying degrees, right? Mm. And most of the time, most of the time, policy uh, from governments is made for the benefit of people most of the time, or at least with good intentions, right? Yeah. But now it seems, I, I completely agree with you, like now it seems like it's a winner-take-all and it's like a zero-sum game. Everything is like a zero-sum game. And really, the world doesn't work like that, right? Only if you're like a lawyer, I guess. Yeah, but even then, you've got fact and evidence, and it's it's a it's a pull, and it's back and forth. Like now, there's no room for um, the conversation, right? We went from the conversations, the the bartering, and the let's let's come to an agreement. It, it's all gone. Um, no, that's that does seem like yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that so that one I agree with you. It seems like universal now. It seems like that's the side guys, right? Like that's that's what the flavor of the times is. You either yeah. win or you don't. But that's I th- not how the world works. Yeah, except I, I, I've been I've been toying around with this idea. Um, I think we're at a pivotal point in world history where globally the people are fed up and you're starting to see this global push for anti-socialist governments, anti-communism. We're looking right now where, I mean, just thousands of people have been protesting and marching in the streets of, of Hong Kong because they're fed up with Beijing and Beijing said, get ready. And this was their words, get ready for a massacre. You know, you're seeing this shift where people are bucking Mm where we've been headed because it's not working. So, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is it because we're just, we're pigheaded or are we at this point where it is now one or the other? And if you have to choose, you've got to choose. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. That's a, that's a melon scratcher. Yeah. Yeah. Or like garden, garden of words said, or start something new. The problem is when you start something new, it means everything fails. And at at that point of a global event, I don't want to see what's left because that's an all out. It's all, I mean, you're talking chaos uh, globally. I I don't, I don't ever want to live to see that. I, and uh, again, it doesn't have to be some like war apocalyptic thing. Like there's basically the entire international governance structure and by governance i mean how governments come to agreements on on issues was set up after world war ii and it was set up by the u.s right and i must admit these guys were brilliant because they foresaw for a long time a lot of the issues that were going to come up not least of which are were going to be on trade and currency manipulations and tax havens and all that sort of thing right if you take that away and all you do is like no longer abide by those rules, then it would be 
just imagine that that would be a chaotic world for sure no doubt um to give you guys an example what happened after the crisis of 2008 the financial crisis crisis in the us with the housing markets and stuff um uh all countries basically what happened was the g20 i think it was yeah it was the g20 they came together in basel and switzerland and they came out with these guidelines for banks to hold at least i think it was like something like 13% of the total deposit that they had so they have to keep on hand at least 13% so they can have liquidity in times of like crisis and all the governments agreed to these things can you guys imagine given how things are with the ongoing trade conflict between china and the us and the fact that three central banks today today today's wednesday right yeah today mm-hmm. wednesday they slashed their interest rates in uh new zealand i think it was new zealand was it new zealand definitely i think it was the uk new zealand oh man i'm drawing a blank on the third one sorry guys <laughs> I, think, I think it was brazil oh yeah 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 you're right yep 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 but everybody is like nervous about this right and if they start to like, you know, not abide by these rules anymore, the next financial crisis is going to be much worse. It's going to be much, much yeah, but, worse. So but see, the things we got to, you know, keep in but mind. But the thing about interest rates is when you cut interest rates, it generally stimulates the economy. The problem that usually comes out of it is, is that you get everybody in and then you jack the rates up. And that's why people end up getting trapped. But I wonder, you know, the U.S. has cut the interest rate again. We're actually really low, almost back to where we were a long time ago. Like, I have a mortgage interest rate at 3.25%, right? Wow, man. I so, <laughs> yeah. Good so, I, I don't have any intention of leaving this house because I'll never get this again, right? Sure, so, sure. we're doing the same thing. We're starting to come down, which allows people to afford and shift, refinance, things like that. And I think right. maybe Europe is seeing, oh my gosh, like whatever they're doing over there actually is working. Maybe we should try it because Europe right now is going through another cycle and things are starting to hurt. Um, and notoriously, Europe is the most one of the most expensive places in the world to live, you know, with an average of, of 23% VAT, I mean, that value-added tax is insane. And it's on everything you buy. Yeah, but, uh, well, the safety nets are, like, much different for, for them, right? So, for example, this is just the average French worker, just like the average, nothing special. The average French worker has five weeks of paid vacation, and they've got access to health care, right? Now, good or bad, that's really for the French to decide. I'm just saying those are the things that are surprising. Now, I'll agree with you that the I don't think the Europeans really thought this, you know, 30, 40 years ahead into the future. Not like the guys that that uh, built all these international institutions from the U.S. back in the 40s. And the reason I'm saying is that when they extend the Eurozone, right? So the countries on the Eastern Bloc, the ex-Soviet countries, what you're really doing is that you're introducing new um, labor, right? So you're expanding your labor market. So what ends up happening in the macro sense, right? And again, don't quote me on this, guys. I'm still studying this. I'm still trying to run the numbers and, and looking at all these papers on the 
on the topic, but what they've seen so far, right, is that by doing so, what you've mm-hmm. done is push down the labor, or, or I'm sorry, wage prices in the Western Bloc. So in that sense, I will agree. I think it was Pradeep to a sense that, sure, it does push down labor, but now, you know, the French don't want to do those jobs anyway. And what jobs am I talking about? You know, and not, no knock on it because every job is important and it gives people dignity. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to be, you know, uh, a waiter anymore or they don't want to work at a movie theater anymore. You know, things like that. Now all the French want to have like high-end jobs, right? Like at the banks or those guys are good at management and, you know, insurance companies, things like that. So, you know, I mean, that that's, it's an interesting perspective, if you will, on that. Um, so do you think, th- I mean, do you think that they're following, is this a, gl- a global trend? Is everybody doing that to try and benefit or, you know, or, or is it just something else like you were talking about? Like, sometimes I, I wonder, think, like, I think to, to sorry to cut you off. I think no. that people have come to the realization that there will be no agreement between the U S and China. And they're kind of bracing for the, for that. Right. Well, we, we did have one agreement. I mean, there's going to be back and forth, but they've already come back. And then we agreed on one thing and we've done the same thing with Mexico, Canada. Um, I, I think it'll come through. I, you know, everything has worked out in his favor. He's, you know, Trump's a negotiator. Um, I I think, yeah, yeah, please. Well, I was just gonna say like China, I think at this point doesn't have much to stand on. Um, they are, you know, they know that they're so invested in American debt that if America decided to just pull orders, um, not pay the, on the debts, things like that, that overnight they'd be done. And they're already hurting. So it's just a matter of time before I think that all gets worked out. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you know. Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you now. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Eric, can you hear me? Eric? Oh, here he is. He's calling in. Oh. Eric, you're on the air. Am I? <laughs> oh sh- oh oh hi hi everybody <laughs> so uh kirk's on oh. the line with us we were just talking about some economical ish- you know things and Man. economical but economics i just heard your china comment and i do have a comment for that yeah yeah go ahead yeah so um i'm starting to waver on it a little honestly um with well what was it this week or last week we had uh china threatening to devalue the yuan and stuff has been kind of going crazy. I, I mean, it's starting to stretch out a little too long. You know, uh, we've also had news of China going to Russia for soybean imp- uh, imports and stuff like that. And I think uh, really, just just in my own opinion, honestly, the, the trade war needs to wrap up. It is a good thing for America. China's been stealing off of us for a long time. No, we need to wrap it up. Like In the famous words of Dave Chappelle, wrap it up yeah well yeah i mean nothing can go on forever absolutely but you know it's kind of like a game of poker you can only show so much of your hand and you can't really you know 
show a poker face, you got to wait until the end and see who has the better cards. So, yeah. If, if I, I, I think they over. backed off the wand thing, didn't they? Because we, we, uh, the U.S. Treasury started no. labeling him a currency manipulator. No, no. They devalued on Monday, and they also did it yesterday. Mm. Okay. So they're still sticking with that? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's one of the only things they've got left, right? It, it really is. I mean, they've already pumped their banks full of money um, just to try to keep their economy a, a, above water. Um, they, they're really starting to lose ships. Uh, they're, they're at the end of their game, pretty much. So if, if I may say, like, two things. One, uh, Josh, you yeah. talked about Canada and Mexico. Well, with Canada and Mexico, it's much different. Canada and Mexico are right next to the U.S., right? And if I may say, for my fellow Canadians, right, there's 35 uh, U.S. states have Canada as their principal um, trade partner. So we weren't going anywhere, right? We were going to accept anything, basically, to be honest with you guys, right? I, yeah, I know we're brothers and stuff, but at the end of the day, it was pretty much whatever the U.S. was going to say. And if you actually read the agreement, not much really changed. There was like opening and quotas here and there, but most of it was really just updating like the E-Trade stuff, which to be fair, really did need regulation, right? Really needed new text. Now, for Mexico, uh, again, and there wasn't really much also that changed all that. And uh, I think the only thing was that a couple of companies were going to hop the fence and come back to the U.S. Uh, I think one of them was like uh, TV manufacturing, like flat screen TVs. And I think some car manufacturing was going to come back to the U.S. Now, my second comment on China. Well, that's different, right? China is a big player in the world. And one of the things I think people don't understand about why the China has so much uh, of U.S. debt, the reason they buy so many bonds is to keep the U.S. dollar strong. And when the U.S. dollar is strong, other countries don't want to import from the U.S. because in their currencies, buying U.S. dollar is more expensive, right? So if, I don't know, for example... I don't know, because geography plays like a big role in trade too, right? So let's pick like a middle country. Let's say, for the sake of argument, let's say Australia, right? If Australia needed something, you know, like manufacturing-wise, where would it buy its stuff from? The U.S. where the dollar is strong or the yuan that they just devalued again from China? If you're a business person, unfortunately, that's how capitalism works, right? You're trying to maximize your benefit giving your budget constraint so if you're limited with your money where would you go for one china's closer and the currency is worth basically nothing so you hop on that bandwagon as soon as the yuan devalues you buy as much as you can of whatever it is you need right and yeah so i'll i'll listen to you guys and uh maybe i'm wrong i'll listen to you guys well, you know, well, that's why, you know, like one of the things that is still in our favor, at least with China, is that we're their biggest exporter. You know, com- we consume so much of Chinese products um, that, you know, not only are we buying everything, but they're ripping us off, like Aaron was talking about. Um, I, I still hold, I still hold some hope that, that we'll get to something, but you know, we're losing billions of dollars a year on the intellectual property issues. So, you know. 
No, I, I agree with you. It the thing is, uh, in, in my world, right? This stopped being here, about economics a long time ago. This is now a political chess game between the U.S. and China, and I sincerely, honestly hope that the U.S. wins this one. But you never know, right? You just sure. never really know. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, and we just lost <laughs> Eric. <laughs> this has been going on all day. I just don't know what's going on with, with Ke- Oh, yeah, he's coming back. Uh, and your go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can hop off if you guys want me to. Oh, no, you're fine. I can hear him. Oh, okay. I can't hear him. Hello? Hello? Josh? Yeah. Um, sorry, I heard everything, Eric. Uh, Kirk, you you can interject. You go, go right ahead. No, no, I, I can't hear anything. I'm sorry, I can't hear you guys. Uh, so yeah, this is what's been happening. Um, drop off and then just come back on. It might just be your, your end of the link. It's something with CastBox. For sure. Sorry I, if I cut somebody off there. For sure. I'll no, on. you didn't. No, you're fine. It's been doing that. Um, it happened to Aaron earlier and a few other people that were calling in. Um, Sunny said she could hear us all, but it, it, it's something that happens. There's a glitch. Uh, nobody could hear me earlier. I was talking and nobody could hear a thing. But um, no, you're, you're fine. I Everybody caught everything. Kirk, um, what's that? Oh, I missed that one. Okay, so Kirk, you're back on. Can you hear both of us? Eric, say something. Kirk, are you there? I'm I'm here, but I, I can't hear Eric, unfortunately. That Sorry, is Eric. so weird. Yeah, I hear so in for me it just sounds when you stop talking, Josh, it just mm-hmm. goes I don't hear anything. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, man, okay. That's, that's too bad. I want to hear Eric. He's gonna. Oh, he's gonna try it again. It, okay. it, it. There's. There's something with the cast box thing because I'm using the web server because my I have oh, my right. studio set up, so I use everything on the web instead of my phone because I can't. This studio mic is too heavy to carry around. Sure. Um, that's why you sound crisp. Yeah. Yeah. So, just to tell the people in the comments there section, kind of saw my name there mentioned. Sorry, guys, I didn't actually read it, but uh, 
yeah i <laughs> appreciate you guys listening in and yeah thank you yes i somehow became less popular thanks to you so no no that's <laughs> not at all guys it's, that's not what this is about it's just, no i'm it's, teasing it's, it's, and we should be like thankful to Josh to have the space, and it's it's really cool. Like you know, you never know that you you know if we're right or wrong. It's just exchanging ideas and trying to learn something from each other, right? Absolutely, that's that's all it is. Okay, uh, Eric's back. Hello, I can hear oh, you. I can hear you now. Okay, you're oh, good. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> for a minute there, I was the voice inside Josh's head. <laughs> All right, now Aaron's with us, so can you hear everything? Hello. Aaron. Does? Yeah, that was good. Okay, you're good. I can hear him. I can now hear Eric's gone. Okay. All right, Eric. I'll get off so Jared. Well, that sounded bad. I'll get off of the show <clears throat> so everything's hard. Well, Eric's gone. He, he left. <laughs> it's something with – I wonder if it's his phone. He has that – right. So let me let me go ahead and exit so Eric can be on for a while because I've been on for long enough. And All this right. is more of, this is more of Eric's realm. I'm on so. a damn computer. Oh. oh well, that's your problem, dude. Oh, that's you're my problem. Is that my problem? Oh. You're using you're using castbox.fm. That's because yeah. he's an IT guy. You know, whatever. Is there a better link or what? Should I be yeah. on the app? Yeah, download the app for calling in. Way better. Oh, yeah, good gravy. <laughs> Good gravy. Really? This kid just used that statement? Good gravy? You got a problem with it? <laughs> All right. That's why you sound so hollow. Yeah. Get off your computer. Yeah, do, download the app and then come back. Yeah. All right. Felicia. All right. Fine. See ya. Fare thee well, Felicia. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, with the – we've been talking about the economics of things. <clears throat> um, Eric was saying that you might be right, but he was also talking about with the trade, the infringements on the the uh, intellectual properties and things like that. That there's still that there's still the possibility that this could come out, but again, it's not going to be all that great. Um, but what are what are you guys seeing in Canada? I mean, are you guys starting to kind of come up and surge, and jobs are good and that kind of thing? Are you guys? Kind of, you know, is it like stagnant? Uh, me, Kirk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's stagnant. Things have been good for a while, but uh, no, for for the most part, it's been stagnant. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that a, as a general thing, we have a pretty high li- standard of living, right? That's That's just undeniable, but no like new jobs and stuff it hasn't been as good as it could be i think i think misguided policies from the liberal government but you know they have some good things as well unfortunately there's political factors that are coming into play right so china buys a lot of agricultural products from us as well but uh for whatever reason they decided to stop some huawei ceo in vancouver They've got her under arrest, and it's turned into this whole big thing, right? Mm. So that's definitely weighing down on bilateral relations. If you tack on to the fact that basically we're on the same page with the with the U.S. on on most things, um, China doesn't take kindly to that because this again, the, guys. I, I guess 
at the end of the day, what we should learn today is that this is the new Cold War, right? Where there is, aren't two players anymore. It's not the Soviet Union and the U.S. It's now China, the U.S., and Russia, right? But to a lesser extent, Russia, mostly China and the U.S. And the first, I guess, movements are economic, right? And I pray to God that it stays that way. But I completely agree with you guys. There's, there's no, you know, there's no excuse. The intellectual property theft has to stop. Um, I don't know how though, because one aspect is yeah, the technology transfers uh, that happen when companies move abroad, but then there's also the hacking stuff, right? So it's like the world is really complex, really, really complex, and this is but one phase, I think, of something more broad that has to be done. But yeah, I, I wish I could get your thoughts on it, your guys' thoughts on it. You know, um, on Monday I did a live cast and I was talking about war, right? Um, I think that it's, I think that's America is going to see its own internal kind of a civil war. I don't know that we're going to end up in a global issue necessarily. The only thing I I believe that would throw us into something global is another economic collapse. I don't think that the world could handle two in such a short span of time. Yeah, hear me okay now? Oh, yeah, now yeah. you're great. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I got a headset on. I got my mobile. It's, it's freaking technology, man. What am I <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the this I, I think the trade war thing is the absolutely correct thing to do with China especially with the intellectual thing. And it could be a cold war thing um, to an extent. I mean, playing with the global markets and stuff like that. I mean, sure. Uh, we saw that this week where the Dow went down over uh, almost a thousand points uh, when China devalued their yuan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are manipulating the market. I mean that, but that's not anything new. If you follow the markets, I mean, that is not anything new. America is still at probably its best performance of the stock market right now. Although there is going to be a dip at some point, right? How bad that dip is going to be. We don't know. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors we can talk about economics. Uh, I think there's going to be another housing recession in 2020. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't even think that it's going to go that long. I mean, um, Arizona's already seeing a housing crisis. They said that homes have started to drop uh, sale. Mm. The home prices here in Prescott, uh, Chino Valley, Northern Arizona, they're already starting to come down. So I don't think we'll even get through the end of the year. That's very possible. I mean, it's 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 got to be sooner than later. That that's always been the kind of thing. And then there's even fear talking uh, with this volatility index, or um, I, I forget the indicator, but it's starting to dip so low that people are starting to invest in bonds and gold now. So. Uh, the writing is almost on the wall. Like we're going to hit an economic downturn again. And I mean, what do you do about it? We do bounce back, but it's going to suck. And that's just a natural thing. It's not the trade wars that is doing this to us. This has been on the horizon for years. Um, 
But you're telling me that the world has not continued turning since Trump has been elected? No, I'm telling you it has. <laughs> no, in, in, no, in 2016. No, no in 2016, I'm right the world. Now. I'm so triggered. Right <laughs> the world it ended not... in 2016. Right, right. And it's totally going to stop in 2020. Sorry, go ahead. I'll shut up now. Jesus already came. He raptured the good ones, and now we're the only ones stuck <laughs> yeah. with each other. Now we have, yeah, <laughs> but, um, he, he, he took everybody but Antifa. <laughs> I, I don't think that we're going to have as much of an ep- economic impact as we saw in 2008, 2009. Cause I, I, we, we alleviated a lot of the issues cause we changed the mortgage issue. But well, now the funny thing is, is that we're doing it again. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like we did change it. There <clears> were laws put in place, but they repealed them. And now uh, that predatory loaning is still on the books. Uh, the, and the banks aren't being yeah. held responsible for that, it. The only difference is now between then, because I was one of those AmeriQuest loan officers, is you have to be licensed. And that's the only thing, right? That's and it. That's, that's the only it. difference. You yeah. have to be licensed. <laughs> well, so, you, the- so, you, so you take a two-day training class on how to not put nine points on the back end of you buying a new house. That's that's bad. That's crazy. Well, the, they did change some of it because you the stated income thing that that was the the biggest. Uh, people could say, "I make this much amount of money." You sign a piece of paper and swear to it. But um, it wasn't about making that. It was about the 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 predatory lending was about you saying that it was us saying that you could. Right. Okay. So you make this much right now. In three years, you're going to make this much because you're going to be a, a branch manager. You're going to be a, a manager of a gas station and, or whatever the hell you were doing. You're going to make this much more in three years. That's where the predatory lending came in. Yeah, but that's Not all only, part of the stated income, and we don't but, have the same regulations now. Well, no, we don't. But back then we did. But what's stopping that from happening? There's there's a loophole in everything. Come on, we know that. Well, the, the problem for me that I see is that, you know, uh, the big financial institutions uh, got wiggled out of those rules that they'd be held accountable for anything, you know. So if they have another big recession and they're the ones to blame, then they're just what? They're going to pay a fine and a slap on the wrist. Well, so, dude. Everything is a way around it. <laughs> Every, yeah, but it's not only a slap on the wrist and a fine. Be, you know that that's all it is for the bank. But yeah. for us people that are blue collar, white collar, it doesn't matter what you are, what color, what color your collar is. Let's say that ten times fast. <laughs> but all that, all, all it is, is it, it stopped them from saying, you know, from their used car, used car dealer, yeah, selling point. That's all that was. Yeah. You could slap it right here. This truck will get you across the United States and three, you know, no big deal. You know, you get 10 miles out of town and that truck's going to break down. No one's guaranteed a job that's going to promote you to that type of money in however many years. Oh, no. No Absolutely job. What, what, what's, the average, what's the average person nowadays uh, working in a job? What, three years, if that? Oh yeah, I mean it's, it's it's nothing like it was in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. In tech, I mean, especially, um, I work maybe two years at a job, and then I'm moving off to something else. You know, it, it, it's a different world. 
Um, Kirk, what were you starting to say? No, no, I, I was agreeing with. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I don't. I don't know who's, who's talking, but uh, three years on average at a job. Yeah, that sounds about right. That was yeah. me. You're welcome. <laughs> that was that was okay. That was Aaron. <laughs> okay. okay, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> that was Aaron. <clears throat> yeah, you know, some of it's changed. So, like right now, we'll be okay. the The dip that's expected isn't going to be massive like it was in two thousand eight. However, if we if we go through this um, and everything's decent, um, you know, like the the Dow and everything is ridiculously too high that's yeah. what's more frightening yeah. to me um and then if we get back into like aaron calls it the predatory lending it, you know if we go back to those same mistakes that we made you know we're we're doomed um but you're seeing a lot of economic unrest in the eu um i will all right, all right josh real quick before you go to the eu I was working in the oil field, and when 08, 09 happened, and that was Obama being elected, and I'm not being a racist or anything like that, or but when that, when that happened, and Phoenix, you you're you're a Phoenician just like I am. When, when when Phoenix happened and that bubble burst, it's it was a trend, and the whole damn thing toppled down on itself. And when, when Phoenix went down and they they shut the prices of oil, everything shot up and blah, blah, blah. Everything went down and then everything else went up. So your 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 gas price, I remember paying four or five bucks a gallon. And that wasn't even in California. No, but see, those are the precursors to but recessions. That was, that was not a precursor. That was on after the bubble burst. Everything well, I, has a, everything has a domino effect. I'd say it's kind of unfair to put Obama into that. I mean, they've been doing uh, this for a few no. years before that. Obama made it worse, but it was not his fault. It was really it came it down Bush. to Barney. No, it came down to Barney Frank. Mm. Notice how he's disappeared. He was the Democrat right. that ran Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That that's what caused the the bubble in America. Now, the reason why I brought up the EU is that the way that the world works, generally what starts in the EU has a ripple effect into the United States. And it happened in 2008. I was in the EU and I told my friends, I said, by the time I get home, it's whatever's going on here is going to be there. And it was. And the fuel prices were already in the three and four dollar a gallon range before the bubble hit and before the oil field because of the downturn. Yeah. But those were the precursors. It was only a few months after all that started. It was it was the fall of two thousand eight when everything collapsed. That's when the Dow plummeted. Okay, fair enough, because it was right in what January 19th when pretty much I, everything came to a head. Yeah, and, and the fuel prices were going up for years before that. We never saw a stop. It, it all started um, when there was the great fuel sort shortage in Arizona when someone cut the pipeline 
Oh, and then well, we were at two fifty a gallon, and every year it went up and never came back down. There was another one this most recently, wasn't there? Uh, it, there was a fuel shortage. The, that was well, due to that um, uh, winter storm y'all had up. North. No, they blamed it on the ethanol. No, ethanol. there's no there's we, no winter storm, bro. You know how many gas lines go through this country? Yeah, no. they blamed the the most recent thing because we switched from ethanol additive to regular fuel for summer and there was a shortage and the, the refineries couldn't catch up and then there was the storm. So it, it's always it, it's always something. Okay. Okay. You know? Well, you, well, you know what? We're just people and when you were up north and your internet was cut off, you know, we're just people. We don't know any better. 